summer isn't over yet. Turn it up a notch with Vibes Delta 9 THC Seltzers. They're 100% legal and come with zero hangover. Enjoy Vibes in four yummy flavors. Pineapple, mango, grapefruit, and black cherry. They're made with nanotechnology that makes sure the good times kick in fast. Vibe seltzers are available at liquor stores across the Twin Cities. Or order online at mbhdelta.com. FAN, the fan. Good evening. Welcome to Vikings Rewind on KFAN and the Minnesota Vikings Radio Network. Vikings Rewind is presented by Omni Viking Lakes. All you got to do, you can book your stay today. Go to omnihotels.com slash Viking Lakes. It's Nordo from 9 to noon here. Vikings starting the 2023 season with a thud, unfortunately. 20-17 to 17 was the final yesterday. The Vikings lose to the visiting Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You're going to hear next segment from head coach Kevin O'Connell. He spoke to the media earlier this afternoon. I'll also include a few KFAN-exclusive post-game interviews with a few players Tatum Everett tracked down in the locker room immediately after the loss. Let's get to it. Let's rewind to the action. And it was difficult sledding for both offenses to start the game, exchanging three and outs, a couple of punts to start this one. But the second possession for the Purple yesterday, showing some promise in front of that home crowd. Everyone giving it up for Bud, giving it up for the Purple to start 2023 on a high note. It was a nine-play drive. It featured a sweet chain-moving 11-yard catch to TJ Hawkinson. Justin Jefferson had a 30-yard catch and run. Let's go get some points and an early lead against the visitors, right? Third and short, this happens. Ninth play of a possession that's gone 61 yards, and it may be over. In fact, it is. Cousins and Schlotman messed up the exchange, and the Buccaneers have turned over the Vikings. Joe Tryon Shoyinka, the one to come out of the pile with it, and the first turnover goes the way of Tampa Bay. I really have never seen this before. Uh, I've seen Kirk stepped on. I've seen Kirk tripping over offensive linemen. As a matter of fact, I saw both of those things occurring last year. I've never seen it where Ed Ingram, he essentially punched the ball out of Kirk's hands as he takes a snap and is turning back uh, potentially into a play fake situation. Turnover just outside the red zone. That one was painful. We're not done. Now, a key part of this game is indeed, you know, with this new defense. Defensive coordinator Brian Flores. Early on yesterday, he was flummoxing Baker Mayfield in the Bucks offense. Forcing punt after punt after punt. Inactive drive, inactive drive, here, there, and everywhere throughout the first half. Loving that. But also, another key part, holding on to the ball. And on the ensuing Vikes possession... Another giveaway. Vikings 0 of 2 on third down. We're minus one in the take give. Big blitz by the Bucks. Cousins hit. Balls out. Bucks ball. We're minus two in the take give. And they get it at the 18-yard line. Antoine Winfield Jr. all over the mix. In fact, he recovered it. And uh, Antoine Winfield Jr. is off to a terrific start this game. Yeah, second play of the game. He gets by Alexander Madison, forces an incompletion, putting pressure on Kirk on this particular play, gets the strip sack and the recovery. Multiple plays made by the former gopher, Antoine Winfield Jr., in the backfield for the Bucks yesterday. That's two turnovers, by the way, if you're keeping track, in the first 10 minutes of the season. Bucks ball at the Minnesota 18-yard line. Defense holds strong again. Road team. It's the scoring started with a field goal. 36-yard try, left hash, snap spot, and the kick is good. 3.23 to go in the first quarter. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
Brewers off a strip sack by Antoine Winfield Jr. Get a McLaughlin field goal and lead to 3-0. Final minutes of the opening quarter, as you heard there. Both teams now exchange three and outs again. Five three and outs yesterday for the Vikings offense. But the offense finally gets going in the early second quarter. A six-play, 80-plus yard drive. Justin Jefferson, he had seven catches for 138 yards in the first half. He gets all the attention for good reason, but we also got to peek at what Jordan Addison can offer as a weapon. The rookie found himself in the end zone for the lead. Minnesota 0-4 on third down. Cousins shotgun four-man rush. Kirk straight drop. He fades. Man wide open. Caught. Touchdown! Jordan Addison. Welcome to the National Football League. It was beautiful. Quick hitting drive and score, 7-3. And then the Vikings force another punt and add a field goal. A short one from Greg Joseph, 25 yards. It's 10-3 in favor of the Purple with a handful of minutes left in the half. Bucks had totaled, I think, around 30 total yards of offense to this point in the game. But then they rattle off a seven-play, 61-yard TD drive, ending like this. Baker Mayfield out of the shotgun, two-by-two formation, and Rashad White by his side. Minnesota rushes four. Baker dances around the pocket, throws to the end zone, caught touchdown Buccaneers. Mike Evans with a 28-yard touchdown. He got behind our safeties, and it's 10-9 Minnesota. 10-10 with 109 to go before the break. Vikings offense is hustling again on short time. J.J. with a 40-plus yard connection. Clock's ticking down. Getting the end zone for a lead at half, right? Even a field goal makes you feel a bit better at this point. Instead, the third option, the third turnover of the half. 23 seconds to go in the first half. Cousins out of the shotgun. Pucks, fires to the end zone or close to it. In fact, it's picked off center of the field. The Buccaneers have an interception, and uh, Justin Jefferson smacks said interceptor. That is Christian Izian, the undrafted rookie from Rutgers, and he paid for it with the Jefferson hit, but the A topic is we're minus three. Minus three in the take give. Come on. Bucks keep Vikings off the board, keep the game tied at half. And speaking of the second half, third quarters, if you remember a year ago, the third quarters plagued the purple. And it was similar yesterday in terms of scoring differential, long drives by the opponent, inability to get in the end zone during third quarters. All these things were issues. Despite a 13-win season a year ago, it was similar yesterday. Bucks opened the frame with a nearly nine-minute drive. 13 plays. It looked like the Vikes were going to hold them to a field goal. 31-yard try, right hash. Snap spot. Right-footed McLaughlin. Kick is good. And on the sweet number scoreboard, Uh the... Uh, Wait, we have a flag. We have a flag. This is the case. If it is encroachment on us, then it's going to be a first down. Uh Uh-oh. That'll give them them enough yardage. Offside. Defense number 20 lined up in the neutral zone. Jay Ward. It's a five-yard penalty and a first down. Jay Ward thinking he was going to get sneaky like in that preseason game against Arizona. Yeah, well, it's a rookie mistake right there. Whoops. Three plays later, they have a rookie, Trey Palmer. He gets a touchdown. Third and goal, Mayfield empty backfield, looking left. Now he swings to the middle, and it's caught for a Buccaneers touchdown. It is Trey Palmer, the Nebraska rookie, with his first National Football League touchdown. And the Buccaneers have grabbed a 16-10 lead. 17-10 after the extra point. Now the Vikings answer with their most dominant drive of the game as well. Loved it. 16 plays, seven and a half minutes off the clock. 
early fourth quarter. Alexander Madison battles his way in to tie. Alexander Madison motions across the formation. Cousins will throw it to him. Caught at the five. He stumbles his way to the two. He bullies his way into the end zone. Touchdown, Vikings! That was all Alexander Madison and his 17-16 Buccaneers. More punting ensues until the Bucks creep their way into purple territory and they give kicker Chase McLaughlin a chance from 57. This is a 57-yard drive, right hash. Snap spot McLaughlin. Line drive and it's good. Chase McLaughlin from 57, matching a career long, has kicked the Buccaneers to a 2017 lead. They always hit those, don't they? They always do. That's the fatalism that I have as a, as a rube. I apologize. But it just feels like they're always going to hit those kicks if you give them the chance. And at this stage of the game, just 5-10 left in it. Now the Vikings respond by going three and out for the fifth time in the game. Only three possessions in the entire second half. Long touchdown drive, loved it, but then two three and outs the final two times that they had the ball. Now it's the defense. They need to make a stop, and they can't. It's nervous time at U.S. Bank Stadium. Baker out of the shotgun. He takes the snap on third and ten. Looks right, throws right. Godwin wide open, caught. First down, ball game. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers will begin 1-0, and uh, the Minnesota Vikings are going to be 6-2 in home openers. We're going to lose to the Buccaneers. Clock runs out, no miracles, no late-stage heroics, and that indeed, as you heard the Vox, is the ball game. Vikings had an advantage in several statistical categories, despite their complete inability to run the ball. Uh, but the Bucks, they controlled possession. I mentioned the lack of opportunities on offense in the second half for the Purple, but the, the Bucks were just boringly productive throughout the second half. No negative plays, keeping Baker upright, not affecting or, or allowing the Vikings' defense to affect and impact his play. And they were smartly handled by the visitors. Kirk was hit nine times yesterday. I mentioned Baker. Outside of an early Daniil Hunter sack, he was just hit twice total in the game. Turnover differential, three to nothing in favor of the Bucs. Uh, that's catastrophic when you're trying to win a close game. So the 0-1 Vikings, they got to bounce back now. If you were doing the wins and loss tallying for the season and you expected that this one would be a W, you're going to have to find it somewhere else now. And it's a short week. They had two, uh, same, th- same as last year. Thursday night, short week, Philly, Eagles, primetime, that weird, crazy fan base, all of it. That's what lies ahead right here. And, and you'll get to hear that pregame at 5. And, uh, of course, the action starting in primetime right here on your home for Vikings football, the fan. Head coach Kevin O'Connell, he did talk to the media. I mentioned that at the beginning of this uh, earlier today. You're going to get to hear that around the corner. And uh, before I go to break, though, I do want to mention this. Speaking of Thursday, it's a Thursday night game. You can work remotely on Friday morning at Buffalo Wild Wings for the Friday football feast because PA and Charts, they're going to be at the Chanhassen Buffalo Wild Wings this Friday, 9 to noon. It is the feast, and it's presented by Coors Light. Food and drink specials, chance to win Vikings tickets and more. Go to vikings.com slash bww for the full schedule and details, but put Chanhassen on your calendar for this Friday. When we return, let's hear from the head coach, a player or two from the locker room immediately following the loss. It is Vikings Rewind, presented by Omni Viking Lakes on the fan. Uh, slash Vikings.
Welcome back to Vikings Rewind by Omni Viking Lakes. And just as a note, you can join Mike Musman along with John Randall, the great Johnny Randall, for Vikings Country tomorrow night. It's at 5.30 at Floyd's in Victoria, and it's presented by Miller Lite. You can win great prizes, including tickets in the Miller Lite Lounge at U.S. Bank Stadium. Go to vikings.com slash vikingscountry for more info and a full schedule. Vikings lost yesterday 20-17. to You heard some of the highlights and lowlights from yesterday's loss at the bank, home and season opener for the Purple. The head coach, Kevin O'Connell, addressed the media earlier this afternoon. Let's hear a portion of that conversation. Injury-wise, uh, Bradbury with the back, Dersaw with his ankle and Davenport, uh, they'll really all be day-to-day. Um, they're in, you know, now getting... Uh, you know, different uh, phases of recovery and, and starting our preparation on Philadelphia. Uh, so we'll see how those guys do and, and uh, you know, see how the lineup looks for Thursday. This is kind of wonder again, but if you watch NFL games yesterday, a lot of teams, including the Vikings and, and, and Tampa, look about a step off or step behind where you go, boy, it looks like that they could have gotten through some of that in training camp if they had played, you know, preseason yeah. games, etc. Do you see that at all? I mean, yeah, I, I don't know, you know, about the, you know, the turnovers or, you know, a special teams penalty here and there. I don't know uh, if that's the case. Uh, but my expectation is that uh, some of those things, um, whether they got reps or not, that, that really, uh, you know, 12 reps here, 10 reps there, I don't know if that would have, you know, solved that. I think we were, you know, we were close in the first half. If we finished that late in the half drive, you know, to have a chance to go up 17-3, um, you know, that might have gave us an opportunity to be very similar to we were, to the spot we were going into the locker room a year ago in the opener. Um, but that was not the case, you know, didn't, uh, didn't get that drive done. And, and then uh, they're able to go on a drive, not about a nine-minute drive there to start this, the third quarter and tie the football, football game up. So um, a lot of things that we can improve on and, and things that, um, like I said, self-inflicted, but also uh, things we could coach better. You know, our players uh, just be a little bit cleaner in their execution and, and uh, you know, give ourselves a little bit better chance to, to not uh, set ourselves behind the eight ball so far. Uh, yesterday you mentioned a couple of the unscouted pressures yep. the sent early. You have to basically prepare for the same from the Eagles. Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, shoot, this is going to be, you know, this is one of the best defenses in football, one of the best fronts, if not the best um, in the league right now. And uh, we have a ton of respect for, you know, not only the guys that you'll see in their starting units, but they've got, you know, kind of a first and second wave of, of problems uh, defensively. Uh, yeah, there's always going to be some things where, um, you know, a team can get you, especially, you know, in the opener before things have been really put on tape yet uh, based upon game plan and something that maybe they've done in the past and just giving you a little bit different look. Uh, we got to find ways to survive those downs and, and not turn the football over, and, and that's all 11 guys out there. That's not any one particular player. Uh, we made some adjustments and, and were able to handle, uh, you know, that pressure moving forward in the game and, and, and turned it into, you know, some positive conversions uh, later on. But uh, across the board, we think our, you know, our rules and responsibilities, you know, we handle a lot in our protection schemes. And, and my hope is, you know, we really limit those, uh, you know, kind of free runner looks. And, you know, first third down of the game, uh, they run a, a really good kind of, no, you know, TE stunt there to the, to the three big side. We didn't handle it very well, and then we, you know, we came back and did it a little bit better later on in the game. But uh, how many times can we just go out and execute those on the initial opportunities is what I'm looking for. Um, and getting off to a faster start uh, will be critical 
uh, we'll have to do some of those things to, to have a chance to do that against, a, you know, like I said, one of the best defenses in our league. The fans and the media tend to overreact after week one. Uh, how are you going to make sure your your players in that locker room don't overreact, or, or do you want them to a little overreact from us? Yeah, I think it's start? a little of both. Look, we, uh, you know, no opportunity in this league, regardless of when it takes place, uh, you know, you, you don't want to underreact to anything because it's our job to acknowledge the truth, acknowledge um, exactly what happened, and uh, that's us having a little bit more information about the what. Um, but I, I totally understand uh, that reaction, um, especially with the excitement building for hopefully uh, this football team. We didn't get it done yesterday, and that's where we've got to go back and acknowledge on a short week uh, the things that, uh, you know, both uh, we caused ourselves, uh, the things that the opponent caused, and then what opportunities did we miss possibly in the game on you know any one of our three phases uh, that the outcome would have been different. So I think there's all the above involved in uh, as we comprehend you know yesterday with a mindset of moving forward and uh, you know no better way to feel better about uh, what happened yesterday than to, to go play a really good game on Thursday and, and, and go try to win a game on the road in uh, one of the toughest places to play against a really good team. But I've got nothing but confidence in our football team, um, you know, and, and maybe even more so after watching the tape yesterday and knowing how close uh, things were to, to being maybe a different result. But you got to give Tampa credit. And, you know, we can talk about coulda, woulda, shoulda is all we want. But ultimately, uh, that result was what it was. And now it's how we handle that as a football team and an organization moving forward that I think is the most important thing. As Vikings head coach Kevin O'Connell with the media earlier today, a chance to reflect upon yesterday's loss. But yesterday it was it was infinitely more immediate in the locker room following the loss. And Tatum Everett was down there to chat with a few players, including running back Alexander Madison. What was the reason for the struggles today? Um... One of the big things, you know, being ourselves, we just have to make sure that we eliminate those plays. You can't win close games, um, or rarely do you win close games when you lose the turnover margin uh, by that much. So cleaning that up and not beating ourselves um, is something that we have to make sure we emphasize and, you know, look at everyone, look at look at the man in the mirror and look at what we can do better um, to avoid that going forward because that was a big reason why uh, the ball didn't roll our way this, this time. How much of that could be because there weren't so many preseason reps, like game reps for you guys. Like, is it harder to get into that rhythm when maybe you hadn't really been in that environment before? Um, it, it definitely is just like kind of a switch. You know, you go straight from uh, practice uh, to game mentality and uh, something that you have to adjust to. But, uh, you know, it usually takes, you know, a couple series to get going. I think that we started off pretty good. We just turned the ball over. Um, and that's where, you know, you lose momentum. And you kind of start back at square one again. You have to get the feel for it again. You have to get the confidence again. So, um, yeah, that's just kind of where we have to make sure we fix. As Alexander Madison with Tatum Everett and sticking with the offense, she also got the chance to chat with tight end TJ Hawkinson. Eight catches, just 35 yards in the day for him. But among all the negatives versus being traded and starting midseason with the Purple a year ago, at least... He was here from minute one and able to settle in through a full off season in training camp. Yeah, no doubt. Obviously, not the results we wanted. Um, you know, just a long time uh, in camp and then being able to come out and play in front of these fans. Obviously, it's very disappointing for us. But uh, you know, it's it's nice to get the season started and um, you know we're looking forward to to turning this thing around from here and and uh, going out and getting some wins. Why do you think it was so hard to develop a rhythm against that front today? 
Uh, you know, they were just throwing a lot at us. We kind of knew that coming in, uh, that they were going to, you know, bring some some blitzes from the edge, um, you know, the their, their flood and, and all that. But, uh, you know, I mean, it was it was just one of those things. We got heated up a couple times. Things took a little longer to develop. And, um, you know, we, we weren't able to execute the way we wanted. So It's a short week. So one of the things Bud Grant used to say all the time, and he told this to Kevin O'Connell pretty often, was short memory. So you have to really file this one, short memory. And, and, and how do you approach this week with that mindset? Yeah, I mean, you can't think about this uh, this too long. You know, I mean, we got to flush it. We got to watch the tape uh, on our own because we don't have time to watch it with, together, you know. So um, watch this on our own, get ready for Philly. And, um, you know, Thursday night game, primetime game, we want to go out and, and, and give us give it what we got, and, you know, show, show the world what uh, the Minnesota Vikings are. That's DJ Hawkinson. And then finally, Vikings safety Cam Bynum spent a couple of minutes with Tatum. And here he is highlighting some of the inadequacies on the defensive side of the ball that ultimately contributed to a loss? Um, I'd say just small things. They're a little small. There weren't a lot of big plays, but a lot of the small completions that they had, um, maybe whether it's someone getting out of their zone or any of us um, maybe shaking one tackle, but those are the small things that really added up to um, really give us that, that disadvantage um, that we, we didn't want. And we, that's the exciting part about the loss, though. It's really small mistakes that we're able to fix. Um, we felt good, um, especially in the first half. We played well. Um, but we have to carry that into the second half and play better. What are some of those small things that you need to clean up? Um, really just things like quarterback vision and being in our zones, being more a lot, a lot quicker to the ball um, when the ball, when the quarterback's intentions are there. Because especially if we're sending pressure that we know that the ball has to come out fast. So just that understanding of when we're playing aggressive, when we're playing a little more um, passive, we got to be able to see the difference in that and be able to play more aggressive on certain things. How did it feel playing this scheme out there in real you know, real uh, game-like situation for you guys. Yeah, it was it was really fun. Um, I think there's a really big upside for us, and I know that um, it's going to be really effective, especially this is our first game, so um, not that we expect any mistakes, but we know that that's obviously going to happen. It's our first game in a new scheme, and I think we're in a good spot. We just have to carry that aggression and the, the execution through the whole game. So we did it well in the first half, but coming back after half, we didn't play as well. Cam Bynum with Tatum Everett wraps up Vikings Rewind presented by Omni Viking Lakes and you can rediscover fun again at Omni Viking Lakes Hotel. The playlist is endless and it's just steps from the Vikings headquarters and training facility. Book online at omnihotels.com slash Viking Lakes. Next up, 0-1 Vikings at the 1-0 Eagles. They just squeaked by the Patriots yesterday. So an opportunity for the Vikes to avenge that tough loss last year on a short week, week two at Philly with a W. What's better than rooting against the Eagles and that weird fan base out there? Can't wait for it. I'm Nordo. Thanks for listening to your home for Vikings football. The fan. Have a great Monday night. Summer isn't over yet. Turn it up a notch with Vibes Delta 9 THC Seltzers. They're 100% legal and come with zero hangover. Enjoy Vibes in four yummy flavors. Pineapple, mango, grapefruit, and black cherry. They're made with nanotechnology that makes sure the good times kick in fast. Vibe seltzers are available at liquor stores across the Twin Cities or order online at mbhdelta.com.